You know, my brother was supposed to give me an intro. He said he had to go to the toilet. <laughs> it's hard to find good help. How's everyone today? Good. Okay, we're going to start how we always start when I preach. We're going to have a little bit of time of um, catching up. It just means I don't have to preach for so long. So uh, get up and find someone that you haven't talked to for a while and um, just have a chat and we'll come back and restart, we'll start the message when that's finished. Can we have some music, please, Harley? Where you go? Yeah. Thank you. 
My mic's on now. <laughs> okay. Let's resume normal service in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Is my brother back from the bathroom yet? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> Welcome Richard Jabo to the stage. <laughs> Richard is one half of the preaching team called Jabrown. <laughs> Always awesome to have Richard Jabo with us which is every week, every service. <laughs> yeah, Praise God. Praise God. Well, um, every human being on the planet has a dream or an aspiration that they're believing for. Whether they're a believer or not, whether it's something big or small, every person in this world has something that they're believing for, some sort of dream or aspiration. For the believer, for the Christian, for the child of God, we are all praying and believing for something. Every person in this room has a prayer that's gone up. And they're, they're believing now that they're going to receive something in the future. And the time between believe and receive, there's usually a delay. There's usually a time that we wait for, isn't there? We're all waiting for something now, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, we can get instantaneous healings and miracles, but most of the time when we pray, there's a time, a season between... Believe and receive. And so today, my, the title of my message is God Will Never Fail. God Will Never Fail. It's quite an easy thing to say. It's quite an easy thing to believe as a Christian, but we really have to get our, wrap our, our behavior around it, our attitude around it, that God will never fail. He's never failed before, and he's not going to start with you or your situation. So I'll pray, and then we'll kick into it. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you that you're present here always, Lord God. Everywhere we go, you're there with us, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you set an atmosphere of openness in this church, Lord God. A willingness to receive. Father, I thank you that every word that I speak has been engineered by you, Lord Father God, for these people in this time, everybody who hears this message, Father. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that it's a word in season. And I thank you, Father, that you grab pieces of it for every single person in this room. You deliver it directly to their hearts. And it would transform them, Lord Father God. It would change us today, Lord. That a transformation would occur in each and every person in this room, including me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I've got three points. This morning, I feel like I'm passed it on or Gary or someone, you know, with points. Did you still do points, Pastor Robin? Sometimes Pastor Robin does points. Okay, so I'm a little bit like Pastor Robin, guys. <laughs> Even if I was just a little bit like Pastor Robin, I'd be happy. <laughs> well, I've got my purse today. You did remark about that, so. <laughs> Where'd you go, Amy? <laughs> I've got three points. The first point is God is always working. Now, for, the, for, for this room full of people who believe, this is going to be a pretty simple message. It's not complex. I'm a simple person, but the God in me is complex. He's multi, multifaceted. 
And hopefully he's going to deliver it to you exactly the way you need to receive it. God is always working. Even if you can't see God working in your life right now, if you can't hear his voice, God is always working. He's always orchestrating things for his glory and for your good. God never stops thinking about you. Every single situation you go into, God's already there waiting for you. Every prayer that's gone up, when you start to believe, God starts to work. God is always working. God is always working and he always works. He never fails. He's always victorious. Whatever he puts his hand to succeeds. God will never fail. Luke 1 verse 37 says, For no word from God will ever fail. For no word from God will ever fail. Whatever you've attached your hope to, whatever you've anchored your hope in, a scripture, something that God has said, God will never fail. His word will never fail. No word from God will ever fail. We can put our hope in that and attach our faith to our hope. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Or he will direct your paths. God is always working. He's always orchestrating things for his glory and for your good. No word from God will ever fail. And all we have to do is trust in the Lord with all our hearts. It's simple stuff, isn't it? It's like Christianity 101. But sometimes we miss it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The second part says lean not on your own understanding. You see, we've been given brains, creative ways of thinking, logical ways of thinking. God is saying, trust me. Trust in me. Don't lean on your own understanding. You're working with limited understanding. You're only human. When we're believing for something, we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Our way of thinking won't help us in that situation. So the first point is God is always working. Even if you can't see him working, even if you can't hear his voice right now in the situation that you're in, in the season where you're believing for something, you're believing to receive something, if you can't hear his voice, just know that he's always working. He's always orchestrating things for his glory and for your good. He never stops. He's everywhere. He's all-powerful. He sees all things. Every person in this room is his number one priority. He can do that. He can think about each and every person in this room at once, each and every person on this earth all at once. He's not like us. And trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on what you can see in your situation. Don't lean on what you can see in your circumstances. Don't lean on what you think the outcome is going to be. Trust that God is working and that he never fails. He never fails. God always produces. The second point is trust God's timing. Trust God's timing. Trust God in the time between believe and receive. That season that can be grueling sometimes. It can be long sometimes. You can become tired and weary sometimes. Trust God's timing. Trust God's timing. You know, we can look at situations, we can look at circumstances and decide how God's going to appear, decide how he's going to show up. 
We can come here in the morning and believe and decide that God is only going to show up and worship when I'm worshiping. And he might hit you the minute you walk through the door. He might hit you in the cafe. He might hit you in a conversation after church. God's not like us. He doesn't think like us. He's different. We can't put God in a box. When we decide what the outcome's going to be, then we can assign a timeline, can't we? Once we've assigned a timeline, we're in trouble because if God doesn't hit that timeline, our timeline, not his timeline, then we can start to doubt. We can start to waver. Our faith can start to waver. We can't put God in a box. God is not just a bigger version of you. He's not just a better version of you. He's not a cleaner version of you. He's something else. God is something different. We don't know anyone like God. We'll never know anyone like God. I'm talking about the God that created this universe. The God that hung the stars in the sky. The God that raised up the mountains and filled up the oceans. The same God that created every living thing. Everything you can see around you, God created. He's different to us. He doesn't think like us. It's the same God that transformed every life in this room. The same God that's going to transform this nation. The same God that's going to make change right across this earth. The same God that is going to splash down and pour out his blessing. And we're going to see thousands of millions of people saved. We're talking about that God. He's not like you. He doesn't think like you. He doesn't think like me. I can only think of solutions based on what I know. When I look at a circumstance and I've prayed for it, I can only think how it's going to turn out based on my experience, which is a limited number of years because I'm pretty young. God is pretty old. God has been around since the beginning of time. He created us. He created all things. And he's sitting at the end and he's looking back on everything that we're living out right now. He's different to us. He doesn't think like us. Once we wrap our heads and our hearts around that, then we'll start to just wait for God. Wait for God to come with his solution because his timing is perfect. Trust God's timing. Trust God in the time between believe and receive. In Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 it says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. He says he's different. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. He's telling us in that scripture, I'm not like you. I don't think like you. Don't try and outthink me. Don't try and guess when I'm going to show up. Don't try and guess how I'm going to show up, because I'm different to you. He says here that his thoughts and his ways are higher than the heavens are, sorry, as the heavens are higher than the earth. That's a long way. I expect to live for 120 years. So the distance between earth and heaven is 120 years. That's a long way. That's how far God's thoughts and his ways are from the way that I think and, I, and, I, and, I, and my ways. He's so different. He's unique. Lamentations 3 verse 25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him, to the person who seeks him. I was saying this morning, you know, we say that thing, you know, God is good, Gordon says. And I say all the time, Gordon says God is good. Because God is good all the time. That's all he knows. That's all he knows. So this says, 
The Lord is good to those who wait for him. It's not saying that God is good to people because, because God is always good. It's saying when you wait on him, you think of him as being good because when you've set a timeline for when he's going to appear and he doesn't appear, it's easy to think, where is God in this? Does he care about my situation? Are his eyes on my situation? Is he working on the outcome that I'm looking for? It's us that decides whether God's good. He's good all the time. But if we just wait on God, if we just trust God's timing, and in the meantime, we seek God. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. If you're waiting for something today, if you're standing in that season between believe and receive, simply seek God. Simply seek God. God will carry you through all things. He has a solution for every situation. I know I'm telling you what you already know, but it doesn't, it doesn't uh, hurt to hear it again. God sees the whole picture. God is the Alpha and the Omega. God sees the end from the beginning because he's the beginning and the end. In my limited knowledge of life, I can only, I can only look at situations based on my 54 years of life up to today. God sits at the end and makes decisions for today. He looks back through all of the things that have happened over the years. Every person that had to be moved around so that my situation could be solved. He sees all of that. He's making decisions based on something different because he's different. Trust God's timing. Trust that he knows the perfect appointed time to deliver for you to receive. How many people in here have had a situation where they've prayed and they've prayed and then they've received and they look back and see all the times that God moved things around for you? Easy to see when I'm over here. Once I'm over here and I'm looking back, it's really easy to see exactly where God went, exactly what he did, exactly the people that he moved around, the situations that he changed for me. But when I'm in it and I'm going through it and I'm navigating it, it's hard to see where God's hand is sometimes. Particularly if we're not seeking God while we're waiting. God's different to us. He's not like us. Trust in God's timing. You know, when I watch movies, I'm good at the beginning and the end. I'm not good in the middle. I like to watch the beginning and find out who's in it and what's happening, who the characters are, what the premise is, and then I like to get to the end and see exactly what happens. But in the middle, I get distracted. I'm not going to say that I nap because everybody laughed at me this morning when I said I nap during the movies, but I fall asleep during movies. You see, I'm not interested in the middle. I'm not that interested in the middle. I want to see what happens. I want to get to the result. I want to get to the end. You're still laughing at me, Pastor Robin. <laughs> I'm getting on, Pastor Robin. Sometimes I nap. <laughs> Lisa's laughing because Pete naps all the time. <laughs> I like the beginning and I like the ending. I like the believe and receive. I'm not so good in the middle bit. I'm not so good at waiting for the ending. But God is saying what he's doing in us is more important than where we're going. It's more important than the ending. What he's doing in us is more important than what he's going to do through us. He's interested in what he's doing in us during that time between believe and receive. He's equipping us for the ending for the result, for the blessing. 
You know, sometimes we've got to go through the whole movie so, because God is going to teach us parts about the ending the whole way through. And we need to know that. Sometimes when you're believing for something, you're believing to receive something, there's work that needs to be done in us first before we get to that point of receiving. And if you look back in your life, you'll know there were times where that belief to receive season was quite long, but you realize at the end that you actually needed that time to be prepared and equipped for the end result. Sometimes you're going to have to walk through the fire during that time. Sometimes you're going to walk through trials and tribulations. But the word tells us to consider that pure joy. James 1 verses 2 to 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. God says when you go through the fire, when you go through trials and tribulations, consider it pure joy. Hard to do, but if we seek God, I'm sure we can do it. If you try and do it in your own understanding, you won't be able to achieve it. When you go through trials and tribulations, consider it pure joy. And it says the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance for what? Perseverance so that we can stand in that season between believe and receive. Maybe you're believing to receive something small right now. But maybe in the future you're going to be believing to receive something that affects this whole nation. God needs our faith to be built up. He needs us to be people who can persevere, people who can tough it out, people who don't quit. He's saying if we do that, perseverance finishes its work so that you may be mature, so that you may be fully grown. We're not fully grown. We're never going to be anything like God. We're never going to be that. But think about where you are today in Christ compared to where you started. You're on your way to being fully grown. Perseverance finishes its work so that you may be mature, you may be fully grown and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance finishes its work so that you might be ready for what you're about to receive. You might be lacking in nothing. When you get the result, you'll be ready for it. We need our faith to be built up. We've got things to do. We've got mountains to move. Trust in God's timing. You know, God, uh, he doesn't take days off. He's never late. He's always on time. He doesn't take days leave. He doesn't have sick leave. He's always working. He's always working. Apathy isn't in God's vocabulary. He's not lazy. He's always thinking about you. Even if you can't hear his voice, he's always thinking about you. God is always working. He's orchestrating things for his glory and for your good. We can trust in God's timing because it's perfect. So whatever you're standing for right now, just know that God is working on it right now as we speak. And that his timing is perfect. You don't have to worry about one thing. You don't have to worry about one thing. He's always delivered. He never fails. And he's not going to start with you. First point, God, always work, God is always working. Second point, trust God's timing. The third point is wait the right way. Wait the right way. You see, there's a wrong way to wait between believe and receive, and there's a right way to wait between believe and receive. 
We should be waiting in faith between believe and receive. And if there's a wrong way, then there's a, wrong, uh, if there's a right way, then there's a wrong way. In that season, that can sometimes feel really long, particularly if we've assigned a timeline to it. We can become frustrated. We can become discouraged. We can start to waver. Fear might creep in. Things that affect our ability to receive. During that season where you're waiting and you're waiting on God and you're trusting God, that's not the time to pull away from God. That's the time to push in. That's the time to get to know God even better. It's a time to rely on God. It's a time to trust God and not trust your own understanding. It's a time to surrender and yield every part of yourself to God. It's the time to open up every door of every room in your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to flow in and take over. It's not the time to shut doors. It's the time to open doors for God. If you're believing for something right now, push into God. Get closer to God. It's like teenagers who ask for something and then get sulky. They get nothing. They're getting nothing if they get sulky. But if they just push in, bring me my slippers, bring me my food, get me a coffee. <laughs> Cheyenne did those things. Bronson, not so much, but... That time is not the time to pull away from God. It's time to get closer to God. It's time to rest in God. It's time to be refilled by God. If you're feeling worried, you're starting to feel frustrated, you're starting to feel discouraged, look to God. Look to God to refill you and refresh you. We have to wait with the right attitude. We have to wait with the right attitude. Wait in Hebrew is hope and expectation. Our hope is anchored to the Word of God. Whatever we're praying for, we've anchored it to a scripture. We've, opened, we've anchored it to something that is God's will. And then we have to have expectation. Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen. So we're hoping for something and we're believing with conviction that it's going to happen. In our faith walk, we're speaking out and acting on everything that we're believing for. There's no wavering. We're not speaking out doubt. We're not speaking out fear. We're not whining about God. We've put our faith behind our hope and our hope is attached to expectation, which is a strong belief that something is going to happen. Wait the right way. Wait with the right attitude. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Don't lose hope. During that season between believe and receive, do not lose hope. Because no word from God will ever fail. We can put our hope in God. And when we do that, He renews our strength. How cool is that? He causes us to soar on wings like eagles. That we'll run and not grow weary. That we'll walk and not be faint. He strengthens us in this time. Worry weakens us, but faith in God strengthens us. Wait the right way. We should wait like a farmer waiting for a harvest. 
Wait like a farmer waiting for a harvest. Wait like Pastor Pete waiting for his lettuces to come in. Isn't that right, Pastor Lisa? <laughs> He doesn't muck around with those lettuces, man. <laughs> we have to wait like a farmer. A farmer doesn't plant and hope. A farmer plants and knows that after a time of believing, he's going to receive a harvest. That's right, isn't it? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. When we plant a seed of prayer with a God that we believe in, a God that we believe, a God that we know is different to us, and his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, then we can fully expect, we can have a strong belief that we're going to receive a harvest. That's right, isn't it? That we're going to receive what we're believing for. So we have to wait the right way. We have to wait like a farmer waiting for a harvest. There is no doubt in us that God is going to supply our needs. This is a God that sees all things and all people. In your situation, you might be relying on other people to make decisions, perhaps. God sees their free will. He sees their choices. He knows exactly how to move the furniture around so that you can receive what you're waiting for. And it's not going to look like you think. It's always going to be better than you think. You see, we can't think or imagine how God thinks or, imagine, or imagines. If it had been left to us to create the world, Richard would have made it out of chocolate. Can't say I wouldn't want to live in that world, but... Look what God did. Look what God did. He created two sisters that are so different. <laughs> so different. I'm saying one's crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all know which one. Come on. We all know which one. <laughs> no. God created the human eye. I've heard that, you know, even engineers couldn't create that. It's such a, a complex piece of... Uh, of the human, what did you say? <laughs> Gordon, can you move, Amy? <laughs> Amy, it's hard enough doing this, let alone having like a heckler. <laughs> God is different to us. He doesn't think like us. So my three points are that God is always working. Even if you can't see him working, if you can't hear his voice, he's always working, he's always orchestrating things for his glory and for your good. It's going to be good for you and it's going to glorify him. No word from God will ever fail. If your hope is pinned and anchored to the word of God, it will not fail. God has never failed and he's not starting with you or your situation. God's, trust God's timing. Trust the time between believe and receive. Trust God in that time that he's going to deliver that he's continually working for your good, that he's watching everything that you're doing, that he's moving the pieces around so that you can receive exactly what you need. And he knows that better than us. Trust that God is the Alpha and the Omega, that he's at the end making decisions for today. He's not limited like us. Wait the right way. Wait with a good attitude. Wait with an attitude of expectancy. Put your faith behind your hope, which is pinned to the word of God. And wait like a farmer. Plant the seed of prayer and believe that the harvest is coming. Praise God. Praise God. Three simple points. Three simple points. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
God will never leave you nor forsake you. You have the biggest backup in the universe, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Everywhere you go, God is with you. Everywhere you go, God is already there waiting for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The only way that we get divided is if we walk away from God. Now is not the time to pull away from God. You know, the world is in a situation where it needs us praying. It needs us praying. It needs us to be able to believe for the things that we're believing for so that we can move on and pray for the nation so we're not distracted by the things that we're praying for in ourselves, for our lives. I love the fact that we're praying for people to be saved. I love the fact that we're praying for breakthrough for other people, healings for other people. That's what we're supposed to do. But have faith in the prayer that we've sent up. Have faith in the season between believe and receive so that we've got enough overflow to pray for this nation and pray for this earth. Pray for God's kingdom to be advanced. Pray for breakthrough in the leadership of this world. In every area. God needs us to be praying now. God needs the power of prayer. He needs us to put our faith behind that prayer. Do you know you're part of a team that is about to have a massive victory? It's already happening. We know that. But everybody has to play. There's no subs, there's no reserves in the army of God. He's always working for us. He's always thinking about us. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you because you're not like us, Lord. You're something else. You're different to us, Lord. You're the creative God that created this universe. Father, I thank you that your ways are higher than our ways, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that as you sit at the end, you see the, the lives of every single person in this room. You see exactly how they're going to play out. And you're cheering us on, Lord. You want the best for us. I thank you for a people who love the word of God, whose faith has been increased daily, Lord God. I thank you for a people who pray. Father, I thank you for our prayer team, Lord God. I thank you for the people of this house who set themselves aside, intercessors included, Lord God, to pray for the people of this church, this community, and for this nation. Father, strengthen them, refresh them, and refill them, Lord God. Father, I thank you that every prayer has gone up from every person in this room. Father, all of us here are in agreement with those prayers, Lord God. If it's your will, it will be done. We thank you, Lord God. And Father, I thank you for the ability to just communicate with you, Lord God, to pray, to pray and be able to talk to you in every situation. To your wise counsel from your word, Lord Father God, and from your leadership in your churches, Lord. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for this people, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they would find favor in everything that they do this week, Lord God, every relationship. Father, I thank you that you're going to pour out your blessing on each and every person, that whatever people are believing for, Lord God, that you have breakthrough on your mind. And Father, I just pray that you comfort those here who are going through something, who are believing for something, who are going through a tough season. Father, I just ask that you wrap your loving arms around them, Lord Father God. The Holy Spirit just come up beside them and just gently encourage them, Lord Father God. I thank you for a people that know you, Lord God. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.